from St. Joseph, Missouri, here is Travis Lee Hartman. You almost went with it. You said, wait, no. It is that month. Uh, welcome to the latest episode of Wayne in with Travis Hartman. This is episode 51. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. Say hello to the folks at home. Hello, folks at home. We are here coming, <laughs> coming to you from the TH Boxing Facility here in Orlando, Florida. This is the number one beard, bourbon, and boxing podcast filmed in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym, shot on a Sunday or Monday, today's Monday. Number one in, the, in that category. And the beard is... It's, it's the beard's back. back. I saw there's it's depth. Back. It's, there's it's depth. It's coming back. It's, it's going to start it's, coming it, a little thicker. When, when I arrived here, folks, that's the first thing I thought to myself was that your beard finally has some depth. Thank you. So, anyways, thanks to our media <laughs> gosh, <laughs> thanks to our media partners, TH Boxing, Gulfstream Financial, and IF Enterprises. As always, we appreciate the media support. So, weekend Trav, I feel like I feel I like it's been a your while. Beard. What? I just want to tell you, I appreciate your beard. It's pretty nice. Beard. It looks good. Be- I'm like getting distracted over because I'm like. Well, I wish my beard was there already. My, my hair up top is so short. I got it I basically scalped the other day. So a little Father's Day gift to myself. I didn't cut my own hair. I had somebody do it, and it was really nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. Wow, thanks. <laughs> somebody, somebody wished me that. That's good. Um, so, anywho. Father anywho. of two wonderful children. Yes. We definitely uh, have, have the two and very wonderful. So, Weekend Trav. Um, yes, sir. It's kind of a busy weekend we just came off of, uh, and I'm going to dub this the hodgepodge weekend of boxing. There were Fair. a lot of events. There are a lot of fights, a lot of meaningful fights, okay? Yeah. And we'll talk about a handful of them. And then, uh, but then going forward, we hit this dead zone, it feels like, where there aren't those bigger events. There aren't the things that are wetting the appetite yep. of the, uh, uh, the boxing fan. Don't torch me for that if you are a, a boxing. The casual will not be yes. excited, but yes. the, the clear boxing enthusiast. There will be some will things. Be the, you'll draw yeah. some, some excitement from some things, but it's not going to be overwhelming. If anything should have been overwhelming weekend, Trav, it would have been this past weekend. Yet. You got a lot to choose from, man. Yet there was it wasn't. a lot to choose from. There was a weekend. lot to choose from, but I think I feel like it was almost that buffet, right? You go yeah. to the buffet. And Sample a little bit of everything. You got a little bit of everything, so there's not that one thing to be excited about specifically okay and you could go back for seconds and thirds because you're changing channels all over the place yeah. you were kind of excited about one fight though mm-hmm. you were you were fairly intrigued by the monster i was gonna say don't don't say michaela mayer <laughs> um uh, no easy we'll talk about that one too but yeah, yeah in a way the monster we'll talk about that in a few minutes uh we had the um the the circus event with anderson silva and chavez jr and you know i don't even know who else was on that card uh, Chavez Sr. Yep. was uh, fighting Hector Camacho Jr. Yep. It, they were, it was an exhibition. They had headgear, all that. That was a clear exhibition. They, they knew that it was an exhibition. I don't know who else is on that card, though. So it was basically a nostalgia card. So we'll, maybe we'll talk about I that. Think it was in Guadalajara, which is like where they're from as well. So We had one of the Charlo brothers fighting. We had Jer- yep. Jermald, uh yep. that fought. In, so let's talk about this. Let's, let's start breaking some of the stuff down we can try, and then hopefully we'll have a little bit of guidance or at least a little vision as to what the next uh, couple weeks looks like. Uh, but for those at home, we're going to start breaking this stuff down. Let's talk about 
that nostalgia card. Let's, I can't remember, was it Legend something or other? Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, but your favorite legend of the whole thing, how about little Chavez Jr.? Talk to me. The kid, I, I just, I don't mean to say this so mean, but the kid is disgraced to his name. And I say that because, multiple reasons. One, I feel like I'm allowed to say that because I actually went into battle. I did combat with this guy. You know, I, I bought, he gave me my first loss as a pro in, in professional boxing. I was 5-0. and oh. He was 17-0. and oh. But the reason I brought that up was because Chavez was, I think, 19 years old when I fought him. I was like 20 or 21 when we had our first match. I think I was 21. And the reason I bring it up is because he fought Anderson Silva this weekend, mm -hmm. which was an MMA guy, former MMA mm -hmm. guy, who his discipline is clearly MMA. But he came away with a split decision win over Chavez Jr., yep. who... I'm not saying it's a disgrace because Silva beat him. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's a disgrace because Chavez Jr. came in two and a half pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. I think it was like 184 pounds. I fought him at 140 pounds, okay? He's a disgrace because he missed weight. Yeah. Okay, I fought 16 and a half years, 46 pro fights, 170 amateur fights, never missed weight. I was professional, and I came in. Even when I wasn't trained and took fights on short notice, I still made weight. So that's what disgrace, that's why I say he's a disgrace, because of that. Well, he's so unprofessional. It's un unprofessional and it's embarrassing, because it was basically his family's card. It was. It was like they're like kind of a going away thing for Daddy Chavez. Correct. And it was in Guadalajara, which is where they're from. Like, I mean, I guarantee you, not on, in the media, but I guarantee you Daddy Chavez behind closed doors, says, I cannot believe I named you Junior. Mm. So it's, uh, <laughs> and, and, and so he gave up 100000 of his purse, $100,000, mm -hmm. not pesos, mm -hmm. folks, $100,000, mm -hmm. and went to Anderson Silva in his pocket. Now, Anderson Silva from the MMA side, uh, well-known for, for striking, well-known. Um, I mean, grappling was never his strong suit. He was a feared striker for many years in MMA. Now, obviously... He's, for the most part, done, right? He, I think he's fully he's retired. Older, right? I'm not sure, but he's older. And yeah. he was when he, when he broke into UFC prominence, he was kind of older anyways at that point. He had gone through a few different uh, other leagues prior to that. But when he came in, he stormed in, and it was just exciting. He was exciting to watch, uh, but definitely a striker. So that's why it should have been probably a balanced fight, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, you made some comments online about how Chavez Jr., said that he thought it should be a draw. What do we take from that? A hundred percent. Every fighter, if you ever truly believe that you were robbed in a fight, you're coming out and you're saying, oh my God, I should have won that fight. They robbed me. Nobody, and I'm telling you, nobody comes out and says, and is complaining and says, it should have been a draw. That's a defeat. Yeah. You know he knows in his mind that he couldn't even muster up the courage to say, I thought I won. He said, I thought I got a draw. Yeah. Like against a, an MMA guy who is far past his prime, 100% for sure. Chavez Jr. is 35 years old. This kid is a, to give him a little bit of credit, he is a former world champion. Mm -hmm. Chavez won a world title. Chavez Jr. won a world title, which was shocking in itself. It was. But the kid did have some really good fights. He put Sergio Martinez on his butt and almost knocked Sergio Martinez out, and Sergio Martinez is legit. But this showing that he put up against Anderson Silva, it was disgraceful. Yeah. Because yeah. he came in overweight. And the thing about coming in overweight, too, in boxing is 
He was 2.4 pounds overweight. When you come in overweight, they give you a chance to lose that weight. Mm -hmm. This kid's such a lazy little spoiled brat. Oh, I'm just going to pay $100,000. And he probably, honestly, probably made the promoter do it. They said it was out of his purse. But the promoter's like, well, this show's about the Chavez's. I'm going to have to pay this. Yeah, so I want to give Anderson credit the proper, sorry, Anderson Silva the proper credit. Muay Thai specialist, this guy. I mean, he's no slouch, okay? I get it. It's two different disciplines, boxing versus Muay Thai is completely different. I understand that. Uh, uh, but Anderson Silva's smooth. He's smooth out there, okay? And you saw some of the, when he was in the corner, you saw him yeah. wanting to goat him in, and Chavez Jr. just won it. Won it. He won, won it because he knew better. Because he knew something bad was about to happen because Anderson Silva was pulling from, from the nostalgia playbook, and he's a bad man. He is a bad man when given me, the right circumstance. And let me give you a little, which makes it more impressive that Silva won, is Silva actually does have a boxing, pro-boxing record. Mm-hmm. He made his pro debut in 98. Mm-hmm. He lost his pro debut. And then he made his second pro fight in 2005. So technically now, after his win, he went into the fight against Chavez Jr. One win and one loss, right? Mm-hmm. Chavez Jr.'s record is... 52 wins, five losses, and one draw. Mm-hmm. And he lost to a one-in-one guy. Yeah. Granted, it is Anderson Silva, but still, you are pathetic. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I, sh- I just, I can't give... But, but also, granted... These good guys- for Silva, man. Yeah, Like, absolutely. seriously good for Silva. Great like, for I'm, Silva, but... Couldn't happen to a better guy. Probably. Great for Silva, but here's, here's what I hope is not the result of this. Uh, I've been an advocate of Anderson Silva retiring for quite some time from MMA. Yeah. I really hope that this doesn't light a fire for some reason especially when you're seeing all the height of all the celebrity and youtube stuff and all these crazy silly fights coming up i don't want to see a guy like that very humble in nature very exciting to watch in the past i don't want to see someone like that continue going in this sport because all of a sudden he beat a name name only it's a name son of a legend i would still rather see a guy like anderson silva hang him up move on next stage of life We don't want to see these guys coming back and getting hurt. I feel like an event like this and the events we've seen recently is starting to open that door to some of these fighters coming back in because, oh, I still got it. I still got it. Yeah, maybe you got it against the similar level of competition. Another guy that's saying, ooh, I still got it. Yeah. Okay? Nice nostalgia purposes for the fans, but overall – Long term, there's going to be something that happens, and it's going to be ugly. I don't know who it's going to be, but something bad well, is potentially going to happen in that ring. You don't want to see that happen. No, and that's the only thing about most sports. Most, most, most professional athletes, they have an ego. Mm-hmm. They do. You have to, to participate in a sport where you know, 1% of people make that sport. You know what I mean? Well, so you have to have a little bit of an it's, ego. It's prize fighting, but, yeah. But the, the sad thing is with boxing in specific sports is if you carry on too long, you get hurt. Yeah. If you carry on too long, I've made this point many times, if you carry on too long in basketball, what's going to happen? You're just going to look foolish. Yeah. Your pride might get hurt. You're not physically going to get hurt. You're not going to get beat up. If you carry too long in baseball, you got 40-year-old guys playing baseball, and like who, they're, they're faded, but nobody like they're not going to get yeah. hurt. Yeah, yeah. Boxing or MMA even, you carry on too long in there, you can suffer lifelong damages. Yes. Okay, yep. and you don't even have to be older to suffer those. Younger guys suffer those. You see guys all the time. There's a guy right here in um, Florida. His name is Pritchard Cologne. The kid was like 14 and 0, first loss ever, and I think he got paralyzed from like the neck down. Oh yeah. The ninth yeah. round, he was in the ninth round of a fight, like undefeated kid and young, middle age, like 20, middle age, middle 20s, His I think. Brain was bleeding. And, yeah, and yeah. literally didn't know it. The kid is still in a wheelchair to this day. I think it's been like eight years ago now, yeah. six six to eight years, and. 
that's my point, though, is you can't play around with boxing. And some of these older guys are just gambling with your life. And it doesn't make sense because I know they have families. But my prediction, though, I'm telling you is Roy Jones Jr. and Anderson Silva have been trying to box for like mm. 10 to 15 years. My prediction is they're going to fight. Well, I think they're going to fight. Well, In an actual fight, not an exhibition. There's a lot of these names being thrown out about that. I mean, obviously, Vander Holyfield's name has been thrown out. Mike Tyson, again, been thrown out. Uh, I think Mike said that he has a fight coming up later this year. I, can't re- I don't think that's Holyfield. It's against somebody else. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it's, yes, as a fan, it's like, oh, cool. I remember those guys. And it was great to see them at their, at their prime. But then, like, for instance, we saw Roy Jones Jr. fighting Mike Tyson. And we walked away from that like, mm. And I love Roy. I don't want to remember Roy like that. Nope. And, I mean, Mike Tyson was Mike Tyson, but it wasn't what you would, I mean, it's not the old Mike Tyson. But I, but I think that fight, though, we were so, like, in awe of how bad Roy Jones was. We couldn't tell how bad Tyson uh, right, was because Tyson was right. looking of, better. A lot of stuff was but, hidden. Yeah. So, uh, you know... Great for the fans, I guess. I mean, um, um, Canelo was there. I mean, there's a whole, there oh, yeah, was a whole yeah. moment there with Chavez Senior. Yep, yep. It, so. it was pretty cool. That was pretty cool because I love it when guys are humble. Because in my opinion, well, I said describe, it on the describe show. Describe what happened. With so that. Chavez, Daddy Chavez, so Julio Cesar Chavez Senior was literally in the middle of the fight, and he's looking over at Canelo, who was like ringside with his. Um, he's a newlywed with his wife, mm-hmm. and uh, Chavez like had come up here and corner me. So Canelo gets up there, actually gets in the ring, and I think then they're like, hey, no, 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 I just want you to corner me. So then Canelo gets out yeah. of the ring and, like, gives him some water and, like, giving him instructions, and then he goes out there. But it was pretty cool because Daddy Chavez actually made the comment and said, um, this is probably one of the best currents Mexicans of all time. Current. He said current. Did he have to say the probably word? Yeah. But, you know, they do. They got the ego still. And he's still, like, in his 50s, so he's still, like, he's well, still holding on to something I for loved, sure. I love the fact that, from Canelo's standpoint, the respect factor, yep. like, the fact that he was there yep. and didn't want to take the spotlight away, but he was there, right? And it was, like, it was fun. Look at it's it's fun. similar to how when we were in Dallas, Canelo was there to see Ryan Garcia. He didn't want he didn't want to be like in the spotlight though, but he was there to watch Ryan Garcia fight. So, I'm sorry, he has to be, if not the best, one of the best Mexican fighters of all time, and seemingly humble right now. I and he is because he came out and replied back to what uh, Chavez Senior said, and Canelo said, "No, no." I was like, "I'm humbled, but yeah. you are the greatest Mexican." But, very- but I think Canelo. I've said it. Yeah. I said it after his last fight. I think Canelo is the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. But very, I do. But just the, the respect factor alone being there, oh, yeah. being a participant and that sort of thing, that was great. So let's move on. Let's move on because this is not the circus boxing podcast. It seems like we've gotten to that. It's a lot of circus events. It's a lot of not weird stuff. It's the promoters and the yeah, TV networks. Yeah, so. but let's move on because we had a lot of good fights and a lot of title fights over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's move. We're not going to talk about all of them, but let's talk real quick. Uh, Jamal Charlo yep. fought. Pretty decisive win there, too. Yep. So I don't know if you have any details about that fight. It was a unanimous decision. It wasn't anything crazy. Unanimous. It wasn't unanimous, yeah. unanimous, unanimous. You said it right. Unanimous. So he had a unanimous decision. Yep. And it wasn't anything impressive. He won. Good for him. Yep. But he's calling out, you know, the Canelos and all those guys at 160 and up. And, you know, listen. I don't know. Char- Charlo's good. His kid's athletic. He can punch hard. He's lucky he didn't fight me. He's lucky I got in a car wreck. I'm kidding. 
probably I'm probably lucky. But <laughs> thank See, you, Lord. That, thank you, Lord. <laughs> that is that is a humble fighter. That is humility at its finest. But we got his well, his brother's fighting in July, correct? Jermell yeah, is fighting. fighting as okay. well. They're both world champions. I think Jermell's getting ready to unify the titles. Mm. Um, so it's a hot division. I mean, 160, not even 160. Like you are kind of like not turned off, but you were kind of like, this is such a crazy weekend. All this other stuff's happening. But to me, I looked at it as like, that's how good boxing is doing that. They could have that many big fights and still financially yeah. do. Okay. Yeah. No, they, those were big fights. Those were, I guarantee some of those purses were million dollar. There's purses, a lot so, of global which was crazy. To me, actually. There's a lot of global marketing money that goes in. I understand that. A lot completely. of Mexicans fought this weekend. It's, though. Yes. Yes. That's what it was. I mean, boxing a is a lot actually yeah. from a marketing standpoint, from a money Money standpoint on the marketing side, boxing has always reminded me a lot of soccer, football, right? Mm-hmm. Is that like here in America, we're like, eh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But globally, it's massive. Yeah. Boxing, same thing. There, now, there's hot areas for boxing globally, but it's a global sport. Very much. And so there's a global amount of money that flows into this from a marketing standpoint. Corporations, businesses, pay-per-view buys, all that stuff flows in. So yes, there was a lot to watch over the weekend. But to my example earlier, it's like, it was like going to the buffet. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll put this on my plate right now. I'll eat it, and I'll move on to the next thing. But when I walk out of the buffet, I'm like, ugh. You know what's sad, though, too? We were talking about the circus of stuff. Every single one of those fights that happened this weekend, the main events and even the co-main events, deserved more attention than the Jake Paul fights yep. or the Logan Paul fights. Absolutely. And they didn't get it. Yep. So these boxers and these promoters, though, need to figure that crap out because these are the fights that actually deserve those big time promotions. So like, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not faulting Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Those kids learned it. Yeah. Good for them. They learned that hustle. I cannot knock that. I am not knocking it at all because if you complain about them, you're probably one of the people that bought those fights. That's why they're in business because you're buying their fights. So don't knock them for literally hustling and getting to where they're at. But I'm knocking the current pro fighters out there. Learn how to market yourselves, people. This is a singular sport. Learn how to market yourselves. They have to do that because I think for a lot of them, they've come up through the system expecting the promoter to do it for them. Yep. But now now a lot of these guys who are at the top of their game are so out of touch with the marketing component because they've, they've relied on other people to do it. And now they're just screwed. They're screwed. Yeah. You think a guy like NOA, the monster, is all of a sudden become a, going to become a shameless self-promoter? 100% not. No. That's not in his nature to do it. No. He should be, and he should be recognized. That should have been a big fight to talk about. Yeah. He is pound for pound in the, now in the top five in conversation yeah. right now. Yeah. Top five pound for pound fighters in the world, yeah. and no one knows who he is. That one's a tough one, too, because he's actually, he's only 118 pounds, I believe. So that is a tough sell to the average person. It is. And that's why a lot of promoters don't sell that. But you're right. Guys like him, if you want to gauge it based on talent and all that stuff, he deserves more money than Jake Paul. Mm -hmm. And I bet he didn't make more money than Jake Paul. Mm -hmm. And Jake Paul's got three pro fights. So, yeah, there's got to be some kind of ground there where we, these boxers, here's where it comes back to. We need a uh what's it called we, we need a oh my gosh a com- not not necessarily a commission but like a commissioner that runs all of boxing ah, just, and then we have retirement funds we have pensions we have all that a boxers union, a union. we don't have a boxers union we're ah. the only major global sport out there 
that doesn't have that kind of a, a, a head. Yeah. Essentially, you know what I mean? Yeah. So people like are always talking about boxing and they don't realize that literally each state has different rules. Mm-hmm. They're all almost the same, different rules, different governing bodies, different mm-hmm. things can happen. Um, there's no pension. There's no retirement funds. There's no health care. We have none of that. So, so let's pause. We're like a 1099 employee. Yeah. Well, you are. So let's pause it there because there's a lot of money flow in that whole system. There's a lot of heads involved. There's a lot of people involved in all these different sanctioning bodies, state bodies, countries, yep. organizations, promoters. The power people are not going to want to relinquish that to, a, to create an organization because then there's going to be a whole other power struggle there too. And in fact... I think initially that could probably hurt the fighters. I think that brings down some of the paydays that these fighters experience. It's going to bring down some of the big paydays, like the Mayweather. Yeah. They're not, we're not, if, if we had a boxer's union, you will never see a $100 million fight. You'll never yeah. see a $200 million fight. Yeah. Correct. It's okay. I understand. So there, there are pros and cons, I think. It's just, it's, it's tough weekend, Trav. I don't really know what the answer is there. But let's, let's get back to actually what happened over the weekend. So the card that I just briefly mentioned had NOA, the monster. Was that the first time you saw him too, right? That I watched his full fight. Okay. Yes. Yep. Now, I've okay. seen other things. I've like seen highlights. pieces of fights, highlights, things like, like, like a lot of people have. I was pretty impressed. And this might, you know, if you're listening at home, you're like, this guy. He's finally seen this guy fight. Yeah, I'm sorry. Whatever. Because you no, know what? It's not I'm a, that, I'm a victim. I'm a victim of the marketing myself, right? So ESPN and ESPN Plus, they tried their best to promote that as best as they possibly could. They said... How do you promote that guy? They said the words, the monster, about a billion times. Because his name is... That's all they could... And they, they, you in a way. And they talked about how hard he punches about a million times. We get that. Because you know what? He has knockout power and... It's pretty exciting when he does it. At 118 pounds. At 118. pretty cool. So I look at them, and I was watching the fight, and I walked away more impressed, not from the punching power weekend, Trav, but just the skill. He looked like he was playing chess with a guy playing checkers. I I love that. It wasn't as if, and, and it wasn't like he was smooth and fluid like butter. It's just like he was in the right places at the right time. He had the right combinations when he needed them. Well-balanced, well-positioned. He was a well-oiled machine, and he took the guy apart. I can't remember who he fought, but the guy he fought was like 30-1. and one. Yeah, he was. You know, it's Hot and Spicy from Filipino is his nickname, Hot and Spicy. Now he's sweet and sour. Sweet and sour <laughs> from a couple liver shots that put him down on the canvas. Yeah. It was a liver shot knockout. If it, Those I've are the worst been, knockouts. I've been punched in the liver. Not fun. They're the worst ones, man. Tell They're the worst. Same. Because I've never been knocked out to the head in my whole career. When you get hit, folks, when you get hit in the liver right, it is like a half second, and then all of a sudden your body just is done. It shuts down. When you see, if you're watching a fight, guys, and you see that liver shot, and you see about a half a second to full second delay, then the guy goes down. Most people are like, oh, my God, that looks so fake. No. I promise you that's when it's the yeah. worst. When that delayed reaction happens, I've been there. Yep. It's the worst because you get hit. You're like... Oh, like it literally, I don't know what it is, but it's a delayed, just like mine sucks the soul out of your body. Was, mine was, ju- mine was just on a very basic, very easy sparring session with Mike Perry. Okay. Oh, UFC guy. Yeah. But it wasn't like he wasn't going hard because I'm a, I'm an average Joe. I'm a white collar guy. So, you know, I'm a, I don't know anything and it was very basic, but it just kind of something clicked in him to go ahead and little hit touch. me in the damn liver touch. and that little touch put me down on the ground. It put me on the ground. There's a bad. There's I was in the ring, shots. and it's it's no joke. It's that split second, 
and then it hits because yeah. the liver's like, hey, yo. And then it tells everything else in your body, like, mm-mm, we're done. Mm-hmm. Then you go. Yep. Then you go. This guy, okay, so in a way, as I'm watching this third round, I believe. Yep, that's what I did. It was like three liver shots. First one, delayed reaction, guy goes down, standing nine count, goes back at it again. Hits him in the liver standing again. Standing eight count. Standing eight, sorry. But it was at the ninth and nine he went. But um, hit him again in the liver. And you could see, not fun. He wasn't having a you good time. Other reactions, yeah. The third time, he was done. And everyone knew it. So the power is there, but I was more impressed with the precision, yep. the work. I mean, it was almost like, like how Loma is so like, yeah. meticulous in the ring. And he's always in position, too. He's so always in say, position. Yeah. This guy was in position the whole time. I was impressed with that. This guy, if he could get the proper marketing, the proper airtime, this is the kind of stuff we want to see. Okay? Yep. But we're just not seeing it. Because he doesn't, honestly, he doesn't have personality. No. I don't I mean, I don't think the guy even speaks English either. So Well, he doesn't talk trash. He doesn't talk. Yeah. I mean, and that's what you got to do. To sell yourself. Unfortunately, you yeah. yeah. Or you have to be that incredibly good, which he is. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take him years being that good and demolishing people. And eventually, you're not going to demolish yeah. people. And so we had the, the co-main event on that was Michaela Mayer. And, um, you know, a world champ. It was, it was a good fight. I think it was... You weren't uh, impressed early, though. I got a text message I wasn't impressed because... And then you followed it up later, though. Well, it's... Physically speaking, she's just so dominating because of the, her, how tall she is, yep. the length of her reach. She's a skilled fighter, but I, there, I wasn't impressed with the power side of it. Not yep. that it's all power. I get that. I get that. The other girl was eating her stuff. But for, I'd say for the first few rounds... I'm like, okay, well, this girl's just eating this, whatever she's throwing at her yeah. and still coming forward. Yeah. Eventually, she just wore her down. It was just a volume thing. Yeah. She's a volume puncher, but that's her former Olympian side. Yep. She's a volume puncher. But, I mean, that's what you're seeing in the women's. I mean, you, they, they consider her, they call her the GOAT, the greatest woman of all time, which is Clarissa Shields. No, Clarissa. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm giving a comparison because Clarissa doesn't knock people out either. Yeah. She's a volume puncher, too, because she's two Olympic gold medals, like nobody's ever done that in boxing. But same thing, Michaela Mayer, same thing. They just, there's something about, and this is why, guys, I'm going to get crap for this, but this is why women's boxing is not as exciting as men's because the women don't punch as hard. I'm sorry, women, you don't. That's why when people watch those fights, like the casual people watch a woman's fight, and Clarissa Shields is revered as one of the greatest women of all time, and then she goes and goes a 12-round fight, and people are just like, eh. Nobody wants to watch 12 rounds of boxing. Genuinely, they really don't. Yeah. That's why people hated Mayweather for the longest time because they were like, oh, he goes 12 yeah. rounds, he's boring. On the men's side even, they don't like it. But Mayweather figured out how to get in people's heads and make people watch yep. to see him lose. But the women, Michaela Mayer, phenomenally skilled athlete. Yes. Phenomenally. She's yes. got a great coach, Al Mitchell, who coached an Olympic gold medalist as well, and David Reed. The guy is a phenomenal guy, knows his craft, okay? And Michaela Mayer does too. She's very, very crafty. She's very smart. She does the right things. But she doesn't have that stop you in your tracks, one punch knockout yeah. power. And that's what people tune in to watch. But I will, but I will say, though, with the fight itself, it, it wasn't just lopsided. It wasn't ugly. It was there, competitive, though. It was competitive. It was, I mean, it was, I, what's the good way to put it? You, you've seen some of these fights, and, and I, I'm not trying to rang on the ladies, okay? Be careful. It's cancel culture. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm we should have been canceled by now. I've said a lot more worse. We should have been canceled by now. Um, so <laughs> 51 I'm, weeks, what up? I'm not trying to rag on the ladies, but a lot of times you've seen some of these fights, and you're like, ugh. 
this is how is this in the ring right now? Like the first round or two maybe look good, and then all of a sudden the next four you're like, oh my gosh, come on. Both ladies did a great job. I mean, it was it was pretty. Stand, it was the stand up looked good. The the combinations were fine. It just was boring. It was boring. Now the coach. I was saying the same thing. My son and I were watching this, and in between rounds, I'm like, hey, she needs to start doing this. Not that I know anything, but the coach, he would say the same, same thing. thing. Michaela Mayer, to her credit, she kept adjusting throughout the whole thing, and that's where you saw her start to dominate the fight, yep. wear the opponent down, fight was over. That's pretty much the way it went. Her coach, Al Mitchell, is literally this guy. I think he's 70-something years old. This dude is he's, – he's a good coach. But it was a, the lack of killer instinct – that is that's my complaint right now. Maybe you're alluding to it also with Clarissa Shield. It's just Shields. It just seems like a lack of killer instinct for some reason. Is, I don't know why. It, it, no, it, and it, it's 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 a power thing. It's literally women don't have the same. But we DNA can trap. They're going against another woman. I mean, no, but it takes power and it takes that snap and it takes strength still to knock somebody out, whether you're a man or a woman. Yeah. It takes that like power to do it still. Whether you're a man or a woman, it still takes power and pressure to knock somebody out. And these, they're just not doing it. Yeah. And, I, and this is, again, I'm not going to take anything from women. They're phenomenal athletes. But even on the men's side, when you have a man that goes 12 rounds and is boring and outboxes them, people don't like that yeah. either. Yeah. They will boo those fights too. Even though it's a man, it's guys like Triple G and Mike Tyson who knock people out. They're revered and beloved because they knock people out. Okay? They knock people out. People want to see knockouts, and they want to see, like, blood and guts. They want to see all of that. So, for the women, I don't know what to say, but people tune in to see that stuff, and they're not necessarily getting the. But But I will give them credit because – the boxing enthusiast, the boxing guys like me, I love to see stuff like that because I'm just like, wow, I know what they're doing, and it's very, very impressive. Yeah. I don't want to see – for me personally, I don't care about knockouts. I just don't. As yeah. a boxing guy, I just don't. If it comes, awesome, for sure. I love it. But when I watch a fight, I just yeah, look for no, other no, no. stuff. No, I was, I was, But the casuals, though, that's who you're correct. selling to, though. Correct. That's who you're so selling I, to. I was impressed with the technical, technical aspect and being able to adjust as the fight went on. Which is I impressive. Was impressive. She listens, and that's so, yes. She's a champ. She's going to be a champ for a while because here's the thing. Who's going to stand in her way in that weight, in that weight division? She is so a dominating presence. I mean, she towered over the girl. It's not all about height. I think it's like 130. She only weighs like 130. And but she's her reach, tall. so she has just as much power as somebody else that's more of a tight box in trying to fight. But, you know, I don't know. We can, Trav. I, we can talk circles around this. It's the lack of killer instincts that, that kills me and also the messaging. Okay. We've talked about women's boxing months ago about how, yes, it, it needs a better platform. It needs to be out there more and this and this and that. I want to hear some ladies just like guys do it rip into each other yep. sell me the fight against one another yep. not against the culture of boxing not against well i'm not going to i don't want to fight longer rounds if i'm not getting paid more that was that before the fight the vignette before the fight the interview before the fight that's what it was about about her kicking the door open for women's women's boxing and being a, a role model i understand that completely yep. great i have a daughter I love the fact that there are women athlete role women models. Empowerment. Yeah, yeah. Women empowerment. Great. But it's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than it's us versus them. Because you know what? No, it's not. You're in the same sport. At a certain point, you're in the same sport. Yep. Sell it to me. Sell it, is. It, is. sell it that I want to watch you beat that other girl's ass. 
Not that I want you to beat down the, the cultural divide yeah, and pay divide. The pay, pay, people Give don't care about that. They I don't care about that. No. I'm not making your payday with yeah. what I do. And what you're saying, care. too, is women boxers only go two-minute rounds. Men go three-minute rounds. You made a comment about the, the distance of it. So women only well, she technically was asked, no, she, to go she, two, she, she was asked that question. Have, you know they have the option yes. that they could go her three. Her response, and I understand her response is, well, this is prize fighting. I'm not going to put myself on the line. I'm not going to put my, my future on the line. If, if I'm not getting paid the same, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight the same length of time. It's fair. It's fair. That's but, a fair point. It's a fair point. But what she's doing is she's actually putting themselves back a little bit because, yeah. because in the tennis world, because Irina, my wife, is a professional tennis player, there's a big deal about equal pay and all this in tennis too, right? Yeah. Women only play the best of three sets. Men play the best of five yeah. sets, and they get paid equal, though. So Michaela Mayer is setting him back a little bit because she's like, we should be paid on how long we go, right? Well, men tennis players, they'll go five-hour yeah. matches. Yeah. Minimum, usually, five hours. Women, they're going an hour and a half to two hours, but they're getting paid the same. So women, maybe these sports athletes need to band together a little bit because with that very comment that Michaela Mayer said, well, if I'm going to go longer rounds, I want to get paid more. Okay, that's if you if that's fair, then why is it not fair in if other sports? If there is ever a way to have the um, fighter or boxers union experiment happen, it's got to be on the women's side first. Yeah. I think that's where they're going to learn how to do it properly, and I think that would be the best method, in my opinion. There, it's a lim- It's there's plenty of women's fighters. Don't get me wrong, but there's not as many. But it's as way, it's more limited. It's way less. Right? It's limited. Yep. Yep. The pay is obviously a lot lower, and there's not as many women in in the field. Yep. That's where women organize and get that fighters union on the women's side. Yep. Show the men what's up. Show them how to do it. Okay. You want to get paid? Show us how to do it. Yep. But it go, but but pull back a little bit. I still want to be excited to watch a fight. I want you to talk some garbage against the opponent you're about to face. Not, ooh, I respect her so much, and we're going to have a great fight. That's why people love Mayweather. He did boring fights yes. for a while. It wasn't boring to me, but to the agile casual fan. But trash. But the guy sold yes. a fight. You, that's why I always call Floyd Mayweather. The dude is a business-minded genius of an entertainer. He gave you so many aspects, not just his boxing. He sold you on the buildup to the fight. Run with, I'm sorry, maybe run with the message of, you guys don't respect us as women's fighters. Get in the fans' heads. That's the message. We're waiting for that. Sell they're it. Waiting for that. Somebody, Sell it. They're waiting for that. Get us excited. This is as excited as you're going to see any person talking about a women's fight as me right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. I mean, you're, listen. And I watch, I listen, think you're I. Right. I'm not I just some. Right. I'm just some random. I watch the fights. I mean, it's like, but my son is like, yeah, and I was like, yeah. He's not the only one. That's no. what people say. There, I, I promise you, there's women. They might not admit it openly. They're watching the fights too, and they're going, huh? I kind of liked it when the heavyweights were knocking each other out. Yeah, I kind of like that better. Yeah, thank God. It's not that, a sexist thing. It's a. Thank God we that like. Ti- thank God that tiny or Asian guy <laughs> knocked the other guy <laughs> out by the liver. So, anyways. But it is though. It's about knockouts. So, so we're not. Let's not get caught up on this. Let's not get caught up because I don't want anymore. Because I don't want this to be negative. I don't want this to be a negative finish to the show. I think it's positive because I think that you've thrown a loop out there, and I think you should. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Michaela Mayer a little credit. Sure, and she deserves it. She well, not just on her fight. Follow this girl on Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
this girl's got personality. She's got charisma. So why can't I think she put it on display I know, outside I know. of that? I don't know if people around her are pulling her back, but if you follow her Instagram and you follow her, the girl is hilarious. I little I follow her. I follow her on Instagram. Like she's hilarious. I like it. But no, you're right. I think that what you're doing is you're, you're giving we're giving him credit, but we're also giving him um, a pathway to be more exciting. We're the consumer. Okay, mm-hmm. we're the consumer. Mm-hmm. We're just giving you opinions on what would draw us in more. Michaela Mayer, you have a great personality. You're fun. You're, you're excited. You do things that not normal people do. But maybe start talking a little more trash. Well, maybe start playing it up a little more. Maybe like get it, like get in it. Like come on. Let's. Well, we want to see that. So let's take the example because we've talked about this before. Months ago, we talked about this. MMA got it right with the women so far. You know, oh, and, yeah. and the person that kicked that door in, women's fighting MMA was around for years before Ronda Rousey came around. Yep. She kicked it in because she was the personality. She talked trash. It she helped was, that she was pretty, but it, I think what sold she, more was she, she was, was pretty and was like talent, mean and talented. Mean ta- yeah. and talented, yeah. Olympian in judo. She, she could back up her stuff, but she talked it. She talked the game. She knew what she was doing on the marketing side, which is also why she went into pro wrestling for a little bit. Because she, she, she's still there, no? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, but I don't really care either, so I don't know. Maybe she is. Maybe she's not. That's what's missing. My gosh. Hey, sell yourselves in a positive way. Not, not in a dirty way, but your personality. Talk the game. Back it up in the ring. Yep. People will tune in, and they're going to be like, I want to see that girl's teeth get knocked in, or I want to see her knock the other girl's teeth in. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in a combat sport, so like, it's not even bad to think of that and say that. It's like you're there, so that's what, that's what the casual fan wants to see. They want to see blood, guts, warrior, knockouts, all of that stuff. That's what the casual fan wants to see. I don't want to see Michaela Mayer constantly having to like, fix her, her outfit. They kept like, messing up like the strap. Yeah. Was, I don't want to keep seeing her try to fix it in between rounds. I want to see you go in there and, and knock that girl's teeth in. Instead, the other girl kept throwing the left hook, and you got a little little mouse I mean, above the. I eye. don't want to see that technically. But. Well, but but from a from a pugilist standpoint, we want to see boxing action. Anyways, this is not a podcast about women's fighting and picking it apart. But if we're going to ever experiment on a fighters' union, seems like you could probably do it on the women's side first and show us how you it's have done a on the men's side. Sample of there, you could yeah, possibly yep. for sure. Yep. I mean, I don't know if a fighters' union ever work. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if it ever happened because boxing is one of the sports that'd be tough to do, but. Listen, all sports were like that. I mean, I'm sure soccer was so big at one time that people didn't think it could be possible that you could have a big head up, a commissioner that oversees it all, that whatever. And it's, I mean, technically it kind of doesn't still, like FIFA runs certain aspects when it gets to a certain to level. Like World Cup level, yeah. Yeah, so right now you're seeing the Euro Cup. That's a but different... Within the MLS, you have a and, commissioner, different right? Different league, yeah, but that's a different league. Different for sure. That's a but league. They have, but they have a, they have a boss. So the leagues have their own thing. Okay. Each league has a boss, though. Yeah. No? No yeah. overseas at all? Yeah. Boxing yeah. doesn't have that. I know. So no league. No league because it's in the boxing promoters, has a boss. The promoters are really the heads, and yeah. they are dropping the ball. Yeah. Because this should have been a fun weekend that was sold heavily to the audience, the viewing audience, because what else was on TV? A couple game sevens in the NF- NBA Finals. Which is anybody really watching about? And now watch, we got we got the Phoenix Suns taking on the LA Clippers on the West now. I feel like it's the nineties. And then well, we got the, Mil- the 90s, the Clippers are we got the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks on the East. Oh my Thank God, there's none of the none of the main prima donnas are in the finals. I love it. I think a lot of people are happy about that. Actually, I love I it. I think I actually might start tuning in now. How many people are going to watch 
the Phoenix Suns take on the Atlanta Hawks. Well, I do NBA have a finals. I do have a good friend that is a huge Phoenix Suns fan, has been for a long time. So I know he's happy, but that's one. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's another digression. Let's go and wrap this thing up. Uh, you know, I mentioned that this was the hodgepodge weekend that we just came out of. This was like the hodgepodge episode. We didn't even talk about this. Let's talk oh, about yeah, this yeah. real quick. We're some reading. We're drinking this uh, Kazuba. Kozuba straight bourbon whiskey from St. Pete, Florida, right around the oh, corner. Oh, St. Pete, right. Yep. Um, and it is three years distilled, it looks like. Yeah, three years distilled, small batch. Um, weekend Trav, thoughts? Hmm. I need a little bit more. A little sweaty. Check that out at home. I'm sweating my, my butt off. You're sweating your armpits it's off. It's humid in Florida. Dude, it's really humid. It's and I've been getting alerts on my phone where it's like moderate rain is starting now. This Pro- little lightning fan, proximity. This, we have a little fan that blows on our feet. Is not helping right now. Um, so we're gonna rate this, I guess, huh? Yeah. Um, man, I'm still. Have we have we had an episode yet in 51 weeks where we've been just like blown away? Have we had one? Not yet? over, not overwhelmed. Because I feel like I'm going to say something. We've that had we've a couple said nasty a ones, and um, we've had a lot that are very good, like really good. Proper twelve was nasty. Gross. Thanks a lot, Connor. But that's not bourbon. Then, yeah, but so. some straight dirty whiskey. Okay, so Kazuba straight bourbon whiskey. Um, it's only three years old. That's probably why it's not as good. But I'm going to give it. I'm going to go like a six six. Okay, six six on out of ten six, boxing, six boxing gloves. gloves. Um. So I'm drinking this, and it's good. It kind of serves its purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not one where I'm like, ew, gross, exactly. give me something else. Exactly, which I feel like I say a um, lot, though. But. I, I, I've typically been drinking it on ice. I had a little bit here without, so it, it, there's a little bit of heat on it, not much. And it's not bad. Is it, is it hot and spicy? It's not hot and spicy like that guy that just got the <laughs> liver shot. It's good. Um, I'll go 6.4. To make my math easy, is around six point five on average. Six point five like boxing it. gloves. I like it. Um, but overall, it's pretty good. St. Pete, Florida, Kazubo, Kazuba, Kazuba. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. To the Kazuba and Sons Distillery out in St. Pete, uh, but your straight bourbon whiskey is pretty good. That's actually when you look at our scores, that's a pretty good score. It is. Well, that's why, like, we've never. I don't think we've had much above seven. No, no. At all. So that's why like a 6.6 is actually not a bad score. Yeah, and everyone's palate's going to be different. We understand that. This is the bourbon side of the uh, podcast. Everyone's palate's going to be a little bit different, just like some people like that proper 12 garbage, and we do not. Maybe we just had a bad bottle. No. It's not bourbon, but it's It's still. It's cheap. It was a cheap whiskey. Yeah, well, not to those that paid Conor McGregor for it. I mean, Uh, he made out like a bandit. I like it. 100 million. So that is that. that. Uh, Final thoughts. I... Again, I'm going to reiterate, and I'm a huge boxing fan and enthusiast, and I am usually never talk bad about it because I think it's it's super popular. And, like, I know the hodgepodge, it could be bad, but it's good because the people that are tuning into those guys, they marketed it. So, Mangua, Mangia, he was fighting, a Mexican guy was fighting, Chavez, Chavez Sr., Chavez Jr. was fighting, Inoue was fighting, uh, Michaela Mayer was fighting. There were so many different avenues, yep. but this all happened pretty much on american tv yep. and it still sold yep. and there were so many different avenues of it 
I think that's a good thing. That there's shows little, depth in the sport. There's a little something for everybody. Yeah, that shows a lot of depth yeah. in boxing because the, the playoffs are going on too, and boxing was like, I don't care. We're going to do a hodgepodge, and we're going to have a whole bunch of big-time fights. Because to be fair, they weren't blockbuster fights. They weren't like Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather fights, but they were big fights. They were yeah. world title fights. They were yeah. like actually important fights on the important scene of like a bunch of divisions. So... And the fact that they had so many, and they still sold, and they still did pretty good. I'm curious to see what the ratings were. I guarantee you the ratings were still really solid. Yeah. So boxing is doing well, man. Like, thank God. Keep doing well because my business is doing well because of it. <laughs> but thank you, Lord Boxing. But final thoughts are boxing's amazing. I love boxing. Tune in, guys. Buy ESPN Plus. It's four ninety nine a month. DAZN, it's D-A-Z-N. I think it's like 10 to $15 a month. It's something super, super cheap. There's no pay-per-views on that. Buy it, you won't be disappointed because you get tons of fights every weekend, and it doesn't cost that much. So I was able to watch ESPN Plus because I have the Disney Plus bundle. So you get it for free with that? Well, it's part of the bundle package. So I well, have, you're paying. I have it's the, somewhere wrapped in there. I have there, the cheap but. Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus all tied together. Lucky duck. I get, I'd pay four ninety nine a month for ESPN Plus. Yeah, so I think that all three of those for me, I think, is like 15 bucks a month or something like bad. that. I don't know. It's just it's money. It's not bad. As I tell my, as I tell my clients, you're a financial advisor. I tell my clients, is this money? <laughs> it just grows on trees, right? Well, speaking of this money, uh, my AMC is tanking today. My Doji coin Ooh, is it got hurt. Ta- it's seventeen cents right now. I just checked Oof. it. Yeah, it got. Well, you know what makes me mad though? I should have. You know what? I, I really should have checked. This is in not. With you there's first. no investment advice on the show. This is just two guys talking. Mm-hmm. Although he is, I do not a give professional. A re- no, I do not give recommendations on the show. But. I was literally in AMC, right? Mm-hmm. I bought it at $13. So you're still up. It was at 61 Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm up. It's been there twice. I cashed it out. Okay. I have a, I have a Robinhood account. I'm an amateur with this. I'm just playing with a small sure. amount. Okay. Any big amounts, you should talk to the experts. Okay. So this is small amounts. Mm-hmm. So I, I sold it a couple, it was like two or three days ago. Sold it, right? Today, I seen it going back down. Mm-hmm. It hit like... 58 or 59 59 i was like i'm gonna buy back in so i bought back in and it hit 55 and it's like at 54 right now i'm mm-hmm. like i should have called brandon and asked him what he thought about this but i didn't because it was at my fingertips Robinhood app is a gene evil genius yeah. because it has idiots like me i know my weaknesses and i know my strengths guys and i'll be honest this is why it's not very much money that i'm putting in the Robinhood app i'm talking like a couple hundred dollars okay we're not talking big time here. That's why I'm okay with making these mistakes. But if you got some big time money, yep. I genuinely say talk to a financial advisor because they know, dude, this is their business. They've yep. done this for, well, B Money's done it for like, what, 15 plus? Uh, yeah, so this is year 18. So yeah. even amazing. So yeah. honestly, guys, shameless plug, but I'm going to do it. If you guys need advice, if you need a financial advisor, literally reach out to us. Like, be money. We both got the emails. We both checked the emails. We checked the comment sections. This guy knows what he's talking about. He's been through a bunch of downtimes in the financial market. He was part of the financial crash, and he stuck through it and made it through that. That's a good financial advisor. Yeah, so I, I mean, obviously, I've, I've had clients for 18 years at this point, uh, lifelong clients. So anyways... Yes, you should have talked to me about any of these things because I would have given you some uh, off-camera, off-air sort of opinions. <laughs> you know, some uh, friend to friend. But I, I mean, I, you know, I can dabble. I dabble on some things. 
Like I said, it was a couple but hundred it's not dollars. Big money. That's the perfect thing about those kind of apps. You deal with a lot bigger yes, aspects. Yes. So like, when I'm doing a couple hundred dollars, I'm not going to waste your time. Ruin, don't ruin your retirement on AMC and there cryptocurrency, okay? There you go. You want to play around? Things are like Las Vegas. It's like Las Vegas. Some I'm of the stuff is the Vegas. Dice, and I know yeah. I am. You can make it big, strike it big. But I did pretty decent, though. Yeah. 13 cents is when I got in. Or 13 cents. $13. You wish. Yeah, 13 cents. Yeah, we'd be, I do wish. We'd be doing this in a, in a, a private jet. So, anyways, okay, let's finish this out. Um, final thoughts, B-Bunny. Final thoughts? I did my final thoughts. I, I am rambled. sweating my cornhole off out in here. It is hot. There are some weekends where it's hot in here. I remember last summer, last summer when we first started the show, like within a month, we're out here, and I'm dying. 51 weeks, it's you guys. Florida. We haven't missed one episode. Folks, it's Florida. It's Orlando, Florida. Oh, yeah. oh, by the way, this is the number one beards, bourbon, boxing podcast uh, filmed in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym, shot on a Sunday or Monday, number one in that market. With two very, very handsome bearded fellas. Yes. Now we're both bearded. At least bearded. one for sure. Anyways, it's hot, okay? It's humid all day. It's in the, in the 90s still, probably. Actually, it's probably like 88. It's cool, but the humidity level is It's 8.45 p.m. right now. It's 88 degrees. 8.45 p.m. Oh, wait, it's, no, it's not. It should be. Anyways. It's cooled off. So my final thought is this. Humidity's 93%. Jeez. <laughs> and it feels like it. <laughs> I'm getting dehydrated from sweating. Um, <laughs> so my final thought is we're episode 51. Next week is a full year of doing this. Episode 52. And Do you realize my birthday is July 2nd? Yeah, it's coming. I did not realize we started that around my birthday. We did. We did. I showed I up did not realize that. on a Monday. It did. Because you said I wouldn't. And, and Arena, Arena said I would not show up, and I did. I showed up. Look, look at our first episode. Please do. Oh, it's awful. Awesome. Go look. Give us a view. It's down there. You'll find it. Look in the podcast episodes on our playlist on the YouTube. I know you're laughing at the down there thing. I said it's down there. Uh, I'm a child. I'm, gonna... I'm a prepubescent child right now. No, wait. No, I'm not. I'm Post. Not. I'm a post. I was yeah. post. I mean, you've impregnated your wife, so I'm hoping it's post. She's five months pregnant. Okay, we're putting a bow Love you, on babe. It. We're putting a bow on this. We barely, look, guys, we've barely had any of this. This is this. natural. This is all naturally garbage. I mean, naturally awesomeness. If you have yet charisma. To sub- if you have yet to subscribe, <laughs> if you have yet to subscribe, please do. We lost two subscribers from that one. We may have. <laughs> please subscribe to this because we just need it. We have a very, very limited psyche and, and view and low of ourselves. self-esteem. Very low self-esteem. Please. Thank you to our media partners, TH Boxing, IF Enterprises, Gulfstream Financial. Oh, uh, double-handed. <laughs> That's what she said. I haven't said one all night. That was a good one. That there's weekend Trav. That there's B Money, aka producer, aka guy who's put up with me for fifty-one weeks. And the sweaty guy in the room. That's all I gotta say about that. God bless. Thanks for watching. Peace and love.